All right, so, uh, uh, yeah, you're good, and I'll tell you what I always tell Eleanor, and then she yells at me. Don't forget to mention what the name of the podcast is and who your guest is. Okay. I can do like that. Like a real goddamn pro that you are, Rick Ingram. All right, you're rolling. <laughs> Thanks, man. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Welcome to the World Famous Comedy Store Podcast. I'm Crazy Gary. With me today, Matt Nost, the legend. Is this why you're not allowed to start these off by yourself? <laughs> this is why. Is there a rule? There's got to be, right? That was one of the most pathetic attempts to start a show I've ever seen from a man that is too good for that. Do you want to take that again? No. Okay, Gare. Well, uh, uh, my name's Matt. It's good to be here. It's good to see you, Gare. It's been a while. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know that I go by Crazy Gary. <laughs> no, a lot, by a lot of people. You mean guys that consider themselves a close friend of, I don't know, a decade or so. At least a decade. And I have to be honest, it felt like we were close friends but now that i think about it you've never <laughs> no. called me gary let alone oh, crazy gary please you you destroyed the tenets of our friendship by not coming full rattlesnake on lights <laughs> out that's what i was expecting give me give me a little taste for those that don't know this is double rattlesnake that's right rick ingram right here uh it's been so long i can't ravishing, even ravishing ravishing rattlesnake rattlesnake <laughs> double rattlesnake something it was all alliterative rick yeah and then it was still ingram the fucking human crusher or some bullshit at the end it was the thing of beauty I, was, I had probably the best nickname in the history of nicknames. You, know, you missed your calling as a wrestler, at least a wrestling hype man. It was. Jimmy Hart style on the side. Uh, megaphone and all. <laughs> Southern gentleman. He strolled by once uh, when I was here, and he stopped to talk to somebody. I just went over and uh, Hinchcliffe and somebody else, and I was like, I just wanted to shake your hand. I watched you, you know, a ton as a kid, yeah. whatnot. He is exactly what you expect. Came it, up to my chin. He's about four foot eight. <laughs> yeah, wispy hair. Yeah, thin, but, you know, still feathered. <laughs> but fully intimidating the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> that's the mouth of the South. So yeah. you don't fuck around with Jimmy Hart. Uh, uh, well, welcome. World Famous Comedy Store Podcast. I think this is your second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you did five podcasts today, and you obviously wanted to hit the crescendo at the end. Oh, look, I got the text late, and I was like, the schedule is going to line up if you want me there. I, I'm kind of in the mood of my brain is already mush from having talked so much today. Yeah. Uh, that it doesn't, I'm just here to have so, fun. This is the easiest show I've done all day because I haven't seen you in a while, so we catch up, and then yeah, they yeah. record it and put it out. Yeah, and, and the other ones, they probably have structure and uh, a purpose. We're, we're, you're doing it was your Loser. top tens top ten i did two top tens which is the movie podcast whatever the week is then we do something tailored for the biggest movie that week or if it's a slow week you just cherry pick an idea right and was, on four and a half five years of doing that was, what were you talking star wars this time uh this week's release was star wars battles I, I don't know what that means star wars battles just pick so we've done star it comes up a lot a lot because there's and you don't want to do it all the time but there are certain moments where you're like solo's coming we have to do something for it. It's a huge, it's another sure. cinematic release. So we've done best movies, uh, villains. We've done, you know, we've done a few different secondary characters, our favorite, like the dude in uh, Empire with the wraparound visor, but it goes behind his, you know, it's yeah. like a horseshoe of electronics. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. That dude made my list. It's like, I always liked him. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, no, you don't need to know anything no. about well, him. And then we had a guy on there that knows more 
about Star Wars than I've forgotten about other stuff. So we're like, oh, what was that game? Loser. The guy's name and what did he do? And he's like, oh, it was this. And he did this on these things. So you had an in, you had an incel on your show. <laughs> Is that what they're called on the show? Incels. That's what they're called in real life. Those yeah. are the involuntarily <laughs> celibate men. Oh, the mass shooters of the world, the incels. Well, all that pent-up uh, fucking testosterone is not good for anybody. You got to let the nut out. I've been saying it for years. You have to. And some of these. If guys, I know anything about Gary, <laughs> you don't get a name like Crazy Gary by not just letting the nut out. Well, that was early Gary too. You've you've advanced and evolved well past that. It seems you know junior high level. Early Gary actually might be a better morning radio name. Yeah, it sounds like a great weird indie band. <laughs> Go to the next is Early Gary. Oh, oh, oh these guys are going to be opening for Real Big Fish at the Nevada State Fair next week. This is Early Gary. How how is this band who I painted as somewhat contemporary saddled with Real Big Fish? <laughs> This band, unfortunately, I don't know how much of a future it has. That sucks. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, when you're on the State Fair tour, are you open for whoever you can get that gig for? Oh, well, you know, it's good money. I, I assume Real Big Fish is like some sort of a loser California band. So, you know, the Midwest, uh, kind of Dude. the Northeast, they're going to have different flavors. So, you know, in Kansas, we're going to get uh, Sticks. Oh, of course you're going to get sticks. Uh, I lived in Illinois. There. We got yeah. the same shit. Yeah. 70s arena rock. Yeah. And, and But out here, it's going to be different. You know, you might get like poison, but most likely uh, we, you're going to get like some shitty fucking whatever the, black the, flag. Sure, black flag. But I'm thinking even like the around the Blink-182 through 10 years later, all those pop punk bands yeah. that popped up here that have like a huge following out here in the rest of the country. Like, yeah, they're all right. Yeah, like but Sublime. Exactly. Just trash. I've, I've heard that so many fucking times in my life. I don't ever need to hear that goddamn album ever again. The Sublime. Yes. I don't know what the album was called because I never owned it. But I, I just remember it was the gothic tattoo on a guy's stomach. It says Sublime. Yeah. In and, old English or whatever old, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking one of my college roommates had it and played it. And I, at first I was like, yeah, this is catchy and interesting. And then it's just I heard it everywhere. It was nonstop. Yeah, it was always pretty terrible. When I, when I moved to... Um, California, I lived in Manhattan Beach, and for whatever reason, the kids in the South Bay still love Sublime. Like it's like wow. it's, it's like they're Beatles. Like they like, kind of it is because it, I they're from Long Beach, I think, or something, something or, like that, or uh, whatever's next to Anaheim. I can't think Garden Grove or something like that. Yeah, but they would talk about them like they were the world's greatest musicians, despite the fact that they were a shitty reggae punk band that had a terrible rapper who was dead, thank God. Got too much heroin. For a guy that's completely out of shape and has a bad ticker, it's probably not a good idea to do that. Well, you know, live and learn or die, I think is really the method. What's message. the ratio of listeners versus viewers? Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you either number. I'm guessing we have about 6 million viewers and probably... In total. Yeah, in total per episode and then... Um, probably close to 40 million listeners. Your lack of eye contact through the stats <laughs> part of that is a little disturbing. Uh, <laughs> six to seven per, that sounds about right. Yeah, four million viewers, 40 million listeners, 
it's broadcast live in it's truly worldwide 340 nations across the world that's amazing you doubled up on nations practically at that point uh, there was actually a few nations that started just because they wanted to I, i'm not surprised expand the listenership <laughs> look we, we for those that don't know used to have a podcast yep it was on that if you would if you would manage to uh explain uh, you know Inflict your your edicts upon the world, yeah. Then that would have been in and of itself an apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, how many listeners were we peaking with that? Over I don't remember what the numbers embrace were. Embrace the hate. They were not good. No. No, they were not good. I mean, it they, it might have been better than what we get on this. Potentially, I really uh, don't know. I don't know. I I highly doubt that. What we get a couple thousand, a couple hundred. What are we talking? No, about? we're definitely into it. Was like the. You know, smaller thousands by the time we yeah. were like, hey, this is... Like once we were like 15 years in. <laughs> How long did we do it for? I don't even remember. It's like so long. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Had to be uh, three or four years, yeah. felt like. That was at a completely different time for me. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean... We both, we realized how important podcasting was going to be, and we said, let's get in, and the world was like, no, we're good. <laughs> and... uh on some level. <laughs> yeah. Well, our promotion skills were second to none. <laughs> I, I had no Twitter and you did. Yep. I, I never went on anyone else's podcast. Still don't. Uh, I'm roughly the same way. I show up and I do mine. And thankfully, people have eventually come around to it. Yeah. Uh, so it, that's been good, doing it for the longevity, because now we take it out on the road and stuff. So it actually, you know, it's fun to do. Yeah. I saw you were going to London again or something. Yeah. Or we're England. going back in May and then we're doing you two do shows in Houston in February. You do this what once a year? You go some to these places, or well, this is back to back years on uh, London. So basically, I've got a good venue there. They have two different rooms. Last year, we did a two hundred seater and sold it out. So we're going to try for the four hundred this time. Okay, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and uh, we got the hall for longer, so we'll have a two and a half hour show minimum. We'll give you a solid two and a half. Basically, we'll do a version of our show and then throw in like a Q and A or bullshit or something, and you'll get the extra thirty out of it. And it's a bunch of British people. Dude, last year we had people fly in from 10 or 11 different EU countries, and a couple people from Canada and the U.S. flew in. Gross. Dude, it was pretty sweet. So uh, how is the show going to be affected by Brexit? That's really the question. Honestly, when we were uh, going to get paid, it was delay, and the final Brexit was coming. It's like, listen, you need to get us the money before Brexit, because I don't know what's going to happen to the pound after this. It yeah. could crash. It could go up, and it could be a boon for me, but right. I know what it's at right now, and they're still <laughs> delaying it. Their politics are really fun to watch. Uh, from afar, but those bastards. It hasn't um, affected their pound has been steady for the past year with all this turmoil. I don't consider any foreign currency to be real, so I would have demanded my American cash. <laughs> so up this made-up system is the only made-up system that you believe is real. Th this uh, this system is not made up. This is the only one that's always existed since the <laughs> dawn of time. What people can't see is sometimes I, there's another tell you have. You, when you're really pleased with yourself, sometimes you play with your fingers ever so, <laughs> ever so slightly. You that, got a little glimmer in the back of your head like, ah, I like this one. That's why they always called me Rick the Gold Standard Ingram. <laughs> and this is why you get ravishing Rick, <laughs> rattlesnake, rattlesnake. The oh, Rude might have been in there. Well, that, yeah, uh, I think ra there was a ravishing Rick Rude reference. Yeah. Um, and then... I, I, yeah, I don't remember. I know there was two rattlesnakes, and that's pretty much... Yeah. I, st I still did drugs then, I think. I'm pretty sure. I was still doing dope. Well, I remember where the double rattlesnake came from. What's that? I don't remember. Over at Pete's place, when we were just sitting in that room. Yeah. Uh, 
and it came from that because you you were more than likely a little bit high and you doubled up on the rattlesnake and I called you from across the room and you're like, it was a double rattlesnake kind of day. <laughs> a double boom, I think was like a six months later, triple as a triple boom. Yeah, that right makes there. sense. Boom, boom. <laughs> so Someone still commented on my Facebook page like maybe two weeks ago. It was whenever I did, uh, whenever I did Lights Out and they, they wrote boom oh. and another boom. And I was like, damn, that's someone that had to, had yeah, to be an old listener. Way back. Yeah. Way back. Yeah, I've been double booming for a couple decades. Look, but... you you've been doing a lot of things for a long time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I when when a brand new moniker comes into the mix yeah. that I didn't know about, Gare once again, Gare Bear over here. Uh, I, you <laughs> Did know, you date Laney's sister? Uh, I would. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Laney has a sister that's available, but I, you know, I've always wanted to get into the Gelber uh, family. Uh, you'd be double bearing the Gelbers. Uh, someone was, uh, someone who's definitely not a regular here. Uh, I've clicked on a link for a show they were doing, and it listed on the thing that they were a uh, regular at the comedy store. And so I sent it over to uh, Adam and just said, "Hey, that's great news for them. When did they get passed?" And he was like, "Oh, that angers me in a lot of ways." And I said, "Well, they didn't say paid regular technically." So maybe they just mean they're a regular here, like Laney and Jerry. Well, perhaps. <laughs> and they're just using that a as local a local celebrity, <laughs> yeah. as it were. And he said, well, they, haven't, they definitely haven't put in the kind of hours and bar tab that Laney and Jerry have that's, cemented their legacy with. That's very true. So They helped, uh, helped keep this place afloat in the bad times. The, well, they would have had they ever paid a dime for anything. True. <laughs> but they were here. Solidarity-wise. The club stayed open based on uh, liquor purchases as opposed to liquor sales. And so they were, they were always needing to buy more liquor due to their It's an interesting system that I'm, I can't believe the IRS didn't catch up on. No, they, the IRS it never like figured it out. Studio 54 might have tried. Yeah, that, and the IRS, of course, being the uh, 1980s pro wrestler, Erwin R. Scheister. You see, you missed your calling. Legendary. They, you know, put a little twang on that. Hey, you know, that better be Erwin R. Shaster. It was, it was actually a wrestler. I remember him, but I, for the life of me, I never would have pulled his name. That's information <laughs> my brain long since, you know, long since ago went, nah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. He he would wear um, he would wear a button-down shirt with no sleeves, a tie, okay. and mm-hmm. a briefcase. He brought a briefcase. Sure. Classy all the way through. Um, So... Uh, you're like the only La Jolla comedy store regular, I think, other than Bobby Lee. That Moses. Oh yeah, Moses. I always forget Moses is a La Jolla guy. Yeah. So there, there's three of you. Can you think of any others? Any other that we would know, kind of thing? Like yeah. Otherwise, before that, what Matt Bragg? What he was a regular? I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Because he moved up here from La Jolla. And then wasn't was getting only late spots, and I guess right. it upset him, and he moved. Right, something along those. I I wasn't living here, so I don't know the story, and I haven't seen the guy in fucking who knows how long. Yeah, St- still crushing with that peanuts bit. <laughs> oh man, the millennials. People love ask it. for it tonight. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry about this. Uh, you know, if you've seen it before, who 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 asked for this again? He, Matt was. Um, I, I want to say he was nice, but he was always really kind of rude. Yes, he and, was. And uh, yes, he was. I don't know if it was a trying time in his life, yeah. but he was I nothing. I think life was a trying time mm-hmm. for him. 
Um, when he left, so he was he manager would, of the store down there for a while. Yeah, he managed down there, and he'd always tell us that we can't stay in the condo, and so then we would just have to break in. And Which happened a lot with even people that lived in San Diego yeah, in the condo for times. The, the the sliding door on the condo just didn't lock, yes. so you just would have to get in. And, and then easy to get into Yeah, uh, from there. Just hop for, straight from the pool. You're yeah. good to go. That's all you got to do is get through one barrier. Not, only, not even a pool, really. A well, that pool tub. area. Yeah. Uh, that for where there should have been a pool. Yeah, where there should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just, um, at least four times we I went down there with someone, and he would be like, "You can't stay at the condo." We'd be like, "Yeah, we know. We, we got a place." And then I'd be like, "Where are we condo. going?" They'd be like, "To the condo." Yeah. And then you just slide in and stay for two nights. And tell them you're staying with a friend. I had to move out like the old uh appliances and everything else that had been there since the late 70s right and whatever so 20 some odd years 30 years or whatever when i'm moving all out in 2000 like five okay maybe they got it in the 80s or whatnot it's 20 years old and just all this stuff carpet that's been there for so long yeah, the shower that was long since destroyed just disgusting wicker furniture that's been there since you know 80s at some point because it's also the green room yeah uh uh up here, down there, the belly room green was the same fucking furniture. And you're like, what, did she just get a discount? Like something else got a Yeah, just business. give me all the liquor. Yeah, it shipped some of it down there, kept some up here, or it was just of the time, I guess. I don't know. That, yeah, I, that's where uh, Ari jizzed all over was the the wicker coffee table. Yeah. And uh, just a, a classy. Well, the mirror with, you can hardly see a reflection because so many Coke lines have been yep. cut on it over the years. <laughs> yeah, uh, just class. Through and through. I, I remember uh, going down there, and I, I was with uh, Ari and Jim Painter, and uh, I. the beds were so gross that I was like, you know what, I'll just sleep on the couch. And then I was like, my God, this couch is disgusting. And I remember sleeping just hoodie, another hoodie, in my clothes, just laying like... Trying, Socks wrapped around your fingers. Trying not to let hands. any of my body touch the fucking... Yeah disgusting no it was, it was filth that place was utter and complete filth and it was you know it's like 50 feet from the water <laughs> it's so could be insanely nice yeah it, but long i mean it's nice now like yeah i went like a year ago year and a half ago uh before they stopped booking me down there and it was super nice where i was just like god damn this thing is what it should be yeah and that, they'd redone everything at that point but um it was so gross, and yet, I guess the benefit for me was that I was like 21 and 22 years yeah, old, you don't so it's just like, who gives a shit? I was the same age. I was going to get hammered. Dude, I, I thought it was the first like two, three times that I got to go there, and I was like, oh my God, the condo. Yeah. Like, all the people that have partied here, and then I got, you know, I partied there too. Yeah. Uh, partially because, A, I, I just partied. Yeah. <laughs> At that point in my life. And B, it was like, you know, still 23 going, this is fucking cool. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 playing where the legends play. Exactly. Yeah. All the bullshit that you tell yourself early on, then you come to find out once you get a little older, it's all meaningless. It's yeah. utterly meaningless. So it has as much value as you assign it. Yeah. Uh. So, but anyway, the brag thing after he left. So when I was down there on weekdays doing shows, he is in the office, and then he walks out and he's got a glass of Chardonnay in his hands, and he goes and does his set and comes off, and then. Uh, they fill him back up at the bar and he goes back into the office and just, that's all you'd ever see him the entire night. Yeah. And he leaves and we, the distributor came out in person, hadn't seen him in who knows how long this is the, as the story I heard. Uh, and he was like, hey, did you uh, switch Chardonnay 
brands? And they're like, no, we still got like a case and a half from the last delivery. And I guess they were down uh, two cases a month overall of Chardonnay, maybe mm. three cases, where he was just, he kept a bottle, I guess, in the, the so office. He was just and slamming. Just drinking Chardonnay as much as he fucking wanted. I mean, it explains a lot of yeah. where he was and where his attitude was. Yeah. It's that's my guess. Part least. of why he was such a beautiful human. <laughs> well, look, I wasn't exactly his point, but I got there. Yeah. You know, I took my time, but I got there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you were roommates with a legend who could do a pretty cool alcohol trick himself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I can't even remember. Was it Fultron I was yeah. with? Yeah. As you told me, it was Full Charge. Yeah. Because I had forgotten until you told me the story years later. Me and Matt Fultron are down there for a weekend, and I think we were with Freddie Lockhart, maybe. And um, That sounds about right. We were we got done with shows, and we went across the street. To, you'd always go to the brew house, or is that what mm-hmm. it was called? I don't know what it is anymore, but yeah. It's Back the big was, bar right across the street, yeah. right next to it. So it, it was within walking distance, so you'd yeah. get done with shows, and you could walk over and go drink some more. And uh, we got done and went back over, and this dude unlocked the club, and he's like, you want to see my drinking trick? And we were like, oh, okay. And uh, he <laughs> proceeded to just drink Jack Daniels directly no, out of the bottle. you told me it was Jaeger. Oh, Jaeger. It was Jaeger, yeah. yeah. He pulled it out, because I know where it was, because yeah. I drank Jaeger, too. And it's like, ah, oh, you... Open that little freezer, and it's in the top right hand corner. Yeah, and you just pull the bottle out, and he just he just drank it like that was the, <laughs> that was Wait, game. the legendary drinking trick. Because uh, you and and Freddie and Ari and Tripoli and a few other guys were always nice to me. Yeah, when you came down, you're just like, hey, yeah. Basically, well, I didn't bother you. Like, if you want to sit there and not talk, you can sit there and not talk. I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, because uh, I was a bartender. Right, I hung out in comic as well, and uh, I just remember him like two days later joe and he was like dude we hung out it was the coolest (laughs) (laughs) and then three years later whatever you tell me that story you're like oh do you remember that time (laughs) you told it with such the animation in your eyes of that he did this he never told you this and i was like i heard a different (laughs) version of this story precisely it was just one of those moments you're like he he is at a point in his life he really thinks this is cool that that it's impressive yeah that he was like I'm going to show these guys. Uh, he didn't read the crowds, you know? The spectacle of a lifetime. And then, and then we were just like, we're going to go. <laughs> Hang out. I'll probably spend the night here in the club. Yeah, I got to get up early in the morning to work. <laughs> yeah, you just like, oh, we'll crash there drunk and then wake up and answer the phones the next day. Brutal. Yeah. I crashed there a few times. Yeah. Uh, just once, um, a couple times it was it was like for the same exact reason. You just I'm already in the area. I have a key. I'm drunk. I shouldn't. I, I can't drive. I lost my car at that point. Right. Uh, you know, I'll just go inside. I'll sleep on one of the because you could line the two couches up, and it makes a little horseshoe, and you just sleep like that. Curling. It's actually kind of comfortable. Yeah. And then you think about all the asses that have sat on it for who well, knows how long it's been there. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. At least it's not the condo. The, there was no Uber at that point. Yeah. So, but I, I slept there uh, one time because I was supposed to stay in the condo. It was last minute with Ryan. And it was like right when I first moved up here and I came back down to do a couple of shows, but he said I could, but then I ended up having to, uh, some sort of pest, something or other. And like, dude, they're spraying for- The bed bugs. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. And I was finishing, I had like three shows that night and I was like, I'm too tired. Do you care if I just sleep, make the horseshoe thing and I'll get up in the morning and drive back? And he's like, yeah, go for it, I guess. Yeah. He's like, that's what you want to do? It was too late to do anything else. I yeah. just moved, spent all the money on deposit, security deposits and all that. And I'm yeah. like, I'm taking some time off. I'm not working right now. And I didn't want to work up here. 
because I'd worked for this, uh, this you know, fine establishment. establishment for long yeah. enough. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I never slept in the building up here, but I spent several nights in my, my car in the parking lot. Okay. Like I'd get, sure. I'd get like the 4.30 wake up call, some homeless person tapping on the window looking to see if there's anything in my car to steal only to find me well they stole your heart <laughs> well they definitely did <laughs> i made sweet love to those homeless people oh exactly i don't want to call them hobos because i don't know that they ever did any train hopping but they were certainly i would imagine in all your travels and travails you've run into at least a handful of hobos oh probably i just meant not and that's early gary's first out by the way <laughs> a handful of hobos handful of... dude <laughs> the thing about early gary is they <laughs> he's to get off the county <laughs> circuit that's the thing about the uh, fucking early gear <laughs> guys you want to start a management team for early gear i think we could do wonders for this fucking squad we we could sell them fucking so fast <laughs> People would be booking them for a million years. <laughs> I mean, we would fucking we're, we're <laughs> we would fucking do that shit so good, so good. I will sell early Gary to anybody who will listen. Dude, you uh, you know I may have said wrestling hype man, but <laughs> salesman du jour is your missed calling. Uh, have you ever had a sales job? It's the worst, man. No, no, no one ever trusted I, me to do that. <laughs> I mean, you've seen my skills. I know how yeah, to really pitch it. Really? So the gap stopped you at the door, and they're like, before you even touch that fucking, uh, you know. Look, I, I, I worked at uh, Dairy Queen Orange Julius, and sure. I worked at uh, Hallmark in the mall. <laughs> I got fired from the DQ. and uh, But Hallmark loved you? Uh, I literally walked store to store at the mall that day, just like, fuck, I got to find a different job. And I walked into the Hallmark. I'm like, you guys hiring? The lady's like, you're a little different than the normal employee here. I'm like, I just need to work and I'm available, you know, four nights a week. She was like, I think we could get you some hours. So I'm like, all right. I came back and, uh, it was literally me. The manager's name was Rita and she was like, she's probably 50. Sounds about right. And Rita was the youngest employee by (laughs) at least 15 years. Everyone else was like, I was the only guy, and I was the only person. Uh, not on a respirator. <laughs> it was like the Golden Girls, legitimately. There would be like three ladies working uh, per you're shift. You're restocking cards. Thank you for being They're friend. all. <laughs> I, uh, I was a 17-year-old B. Arthur, and I was crushing it. Uh, that's your job at 17? Yeah, I was 17. Was DQ before that? How long a DQ? I worked at, I worked at two. Uh, first, I worked at just a Dairy Queen for uh, just a summer. And then mm-hmm. the following summer, I got a job at the Dairy Queen Orange Julius in the mall. Ooh, stepping up in the world. And I uh, I kept that job for about a year. And okay. then um, then there was some sort of a scandal that involved uh, ice cream being traded to Mr. Bulky's for pounds <laughs> of candy. No. And despite... Uh, you know, the fact that I clearly would never steal from a company and uh, I was accused based on video evidence that I was <laughs> indeed involved in this plan. So, well, thankfully, even if they wanted to prosecute statute of limitations on at this, this point, point and, you know, I, I haven't been to Bulky's in a long time, but they really set me up those motherfuckers. Shit, I worked at a liquor store at 17. So I don't think that's legal in Kansas. Uh, I could run the lotto machine and restock the shelves. Oh, that was it. Yeah. No selling alcohol. No. Yeah. But did I just... You never drank though, right? No, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Nor did we ever trade for like maybe 
the pizza joint right down yep. the way. Yeah, that never a, happened. We uh, the Dairy Queen Orange Julius was the new establishment in the mall. Okay. So we just we basically had a in like a six hour shift. We were trading at least once an hour with one of the places from the food court, Sparrow's Pizza. Dude, we had. So St. There, Louis Bread Company, there which was later a, became Panera. A, a business kind of rule that everybody adhered to that if any breakage came in on bottles, uh, like a 12-pack or something, yeah. that they would just take it back. Didn't matter how many broken, one or 11. They would take it back, and you get refunded, and you get one in its place. Right. So we okay, so we'll have a few beers while we're working on a Friday night. And let's just pick a six-pack, and we each have two, and just say it was a droppage or a breakage when it came in. And manager eventually just came up and was like, listen, guys, I... You know, can't I don't know for sure that you're doing that, but it seems really suspicious that these two beers are the ones every Friday when you two are working. <laughs> seem to uh, suddenly we have a breakage. So that is, I, I would have said that is weird. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to be like a, I can't prove. The worst was he left, and it was the first time we experienced the replacement manager was this guy. Uh, both were dorks, but the first dude was he was fun to be around. This that's fine. The second one was this really anal retentive kind of dork, but wanted nothing more than to be everybody's friend. But he was the type of individual that legitimately, if he stood in a place long enough, depending on how long he would thereafter leave, there'd be a funk cloud that would stay, and it was oh, some sort nice. of simple equation of if he was there for ten minutes, the funk cloud stays for twenty seconds. Right. If he's there for twenty minutes, then it's there for almost like a minute, <laughs> and it was this cloud like a Bugs Bunny type of just stench. You'd be like, like oh, pig pen. God. Well, he would stand by the lotto machine and then walk away, and I've got to hit tickets, and I'm like, oh, my, I'm just standing in someone's B.O. that wow. is defying whatever wind force is in this fucking room. What was this dude, uh, obese? Nope. It's a, just a, a skinny, smelly dude. That apparently didn't learn the wonders of deodorant. And he yeah. was 22 or something, now, 23. Do you, do you think he wasn't wearing deodorant, or was he one of these, I wear natural deodorant made from Not this guy, you know, no. yak jizz or whatever it is he seems like the type of guy that was he just a, didn't put it on yeah. all natural mm-hmm. liked him a woman or with never a learned that bush. lesson yeah which i've i've known one other adult that just like no i nobody wore deodorant like what do you mean nobody wore deodorant yeah i never understood that i knew a couple of smelly people where i'm like that's so weird i remember telling one person like dude you gotta wear deodorant they're like i wear deodorant i go really because it doesn't work <laughs> He goes, well, I don't wear deodorant that has, I forget what the chemicals were. That oh, uh, aluminum oxide yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, it's it's poison. I don't poison my body. I'm like, what, what do you wear? And he's like, I wear Tom's deodorant. I'm like, Tom's? It's like some shitty Oh, yeah, I know Tom's. Yeah. I'm like, well, someone needs to talk to Tom about maybe putting some chemicals, some chemicals in his. Yeah. At least something. It's fucking rank. Put some sort of alcohol, something or other, naturally Anything. killing, just like that. And maybe maybe wash your armpits then, you know, fifteen times a day. Oh, I remember fifteen. I remember times. forgetting to put on deodorant when I was like in eighth grade, and literally second hour just being like, God, "Oh, it happened to me." Someone fucking stinks. Like then, two months know, ago. Oh my god! I left the house and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I didn't put deodorant. Like one of those random. Yeah. And I was gone. Like today, I'm out, uh, gone for you know. I'm not getting home till. Yeah, midnight or whatever. Whenever we got out here and got to drive back, oh, it's not too far, not compared to your drive now. <sighs> it's brutal. Loving it, dude. Up there, you love me, Kanye. Dude, me and Yay Drake. I think he's got a place up there yep. by you. Me and me and Drizzle. Uh, you know, I'm out there just you know pimping with Kardashians. You know, what are you spray to them? Are you Terry? 
I'm, I'm Gary Kardashian. <laughs> it's still Gary there. <laughs> yeah. I, I figured it would be a new persona. No, I go Gary Strong <laughs> in a lot of these things. Uh, I remember those bracelets. Uh, <laughs> Gary Strong. <laughs> um, you know, oh, in, in Kanye's hood, they call me Wiffle. So... <laughs> That's uh, that's one route I've gone. Based upon? No, I don't really have any idea. <laughs> a lot of people think it has to do with wiffle ball, but I've never played with Kanye. They do well. Look, you can see a ringer at wiffle yeah. from a mile away. If yeah. you got any kind of wiffle eye. You know. Just gonna if you played enough as a kid, you it, can spot a ringer when it, you see it. It's always possible. Is that a reference to the Comedy Central show I'm going to be on in January? <laughs> the Ringers? Ringer? Uh, That's the name of the Bill Burr comedy special thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I had no idea. I just saw the Do you know commercial. when your air date is? Uh, the 17th of January. Okay. Um, I'm the third of three on that night. But um, yeah, but I saw someone posted the commercial. I think Branton posted it. And it was like, <laughs> it's like Bill Burr talking. He's like, everyone on this uh, on this show was picked by another comedian. This is called The Ringers. I'm sitting there like, wait. <laughs> I don't think it wasn't me. Good. I washed my hands of this entire proceeding. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I'm just like, who what? is the other comedian? That's so vague. Who Who is it? Who picked me, Bill? <laughs> Jeff Altman. Uh, where's the dip? <laughs> this guy is in the Where's the Dip community. Uh, well, I'm going to flip you like a cheese omelet. <laughs> That's all I remember. I hope Darwin Hines is the one who picked me. Oh man. I, I hate Rick Ingram, man. I really do. I really do. Man, I ain't no omelet motherfucker. <laughs> I hate bees. I really <laughs> do. Uh, that's my favorite when he breaks that on. It's not a bad bit, all things considered, but the fact that The bees? I don't even remember the bees bit. Or uh, maybe that was just Danish making fun of him. That was his go to. <laughs> maybe it just now merged into, into one, one memory yeah. of That's because well, there was always the the house on the hill. Yeah. You know, your house is on stilts, man. Uh, fucking Darwin Hines. I haven't seen him. Legend. Forever. Polyester jacket looking solid as fuck. He was kind of the Carl Weathers of the comedy store at that time. <laughs> it's not a bad comp. It is not a bad comp. Man, man, it's Tommy in the booth, man. I hate Tommy, man. I really do. I oh, hey, really Tommy. I really do. Yeah, he pulled the really do hard. That that wasn't an exaggeration. He used that phrase so much, so many times. It was fantastic. Yeah, you'd almost get excited. It's like hearing someone do their catchphrase, but inadvertently. Yeah, it was man. like cheesing before. Yeah, he stopped cheesing. Man, I really do, man. I deserve better spots, man. I really do. Oh, yeah. Fucking Darwin Hines. I wonder if he still does comedy. He was one of those guys that he, does. he was like. There's like a solid three or four years here where Darwin got spots all the time. And you're just like, how is this happening? Well, we need a black guy. I mean, like, there seems like there's a lot more potential for younger. That was a lot comics. of this place. The yeah. stagnation was everywhere. It was fucking like molasses in, in certain regards. Yeah, the, the dark period got darker for a while there. It, it was... The, I'll never understand some of the decisions there, but like when he brought in Ian Edwards, yeah, uh, that was like the first time that he brought in a new black dude. It was like, oh no, this guy's funny as fuck. And then you finally got to see the other black dudes, yeah, f fade out immediately. Well, we got Ian now. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to just 
there do isn't an, a one do policy. an open replacement. Yeah, <laughs> one for one. This isn't Walking Dead. Yeah, I just remember in the season one, black guy died, and then suddenly, last episode, new black guy joins, and you're like, wow, really? So we're just gonna keep this ratio. I can't believe that show is still I on. I stopped watching so it was so annoying. It's like this is so pointless. I missed like three seasons, probably. You missed then, nothing. I could tell you the beats of exactly what happened. Well, I, I saw a couple from this season, and I was like, I go, wait, where's the main guy? Oh, is he not there anymore? The Rick Grimes guy? Yeah. He's gone. He's gone? He's gone. Okay, he, that's news to me. Yeah, he left the show, and uh, so Corinne informed me. He, he left the show, and now he is going to star in... Walking Dead movies. He's like signed on for like two or three spinoff movies. Man, that sucks. And um, and then they his son is dead. Yeah, I knew that part. Uh, I didn't see it, but I knew he's dead. And so and now it's like the, the plot they went with was at some point like two seasons ago or three seasons ago. Um, they just like basically started anew. Like they just let like seven years go past. And then it's just seven years later. And so, like, the baby, his baby or whatever. Yeah, from way back. Yeah, is now just like a, she's like a 10-year-old that now wears his hat around and carries a gun. And you're just like, wait. I go, who's that? He's like, that's, uh, I can't remember the girl's name is, but. Something Grimes. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought she was a baby. But it's still like, you know, Daryl is the, he's the, the star now, I guess. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Him and that other uh, uh, actress that was his love interest were kind of taking fans. Like a season or two after I really stopped watching early on, I think I watched three seasons. Yeah, I don't know. Um, something along those lines. And it just they, they were getting the greatest fan response, and he's gotten a decent career out of it since. Yeah. Uh, good for him. I mean, whatever. Norman, just, Norman Reedus, that's his name? Correct. In one of my least favorite movies in the history. I fucking history. love Boondock Saints, it's bro. It's the worst. It is the, the fucking the worst. The acting is great. Oh, my God. The way the, frat guys loved it in the early 2000s The was annoying great. friend, the, the tall, lanky guy. Jimmy Pidd. <laughs> yeah. The funny guy. I'm a funny guy. It's the worst actor <laughs> I've ever seen that is allowed to just chew the scenery in every fucking... It's not like the kid in Days to Confuse that always touches, touches his nose. Yeah. It's the worst. But he's only, it's part of an ensemble. Every time this dude comes in, it's, ah, I'm a firework and I am terrible. <laughs> the whole thing is God. The stupid recitation of the poem they have is yeah. so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. It, I remember someone being like, this might be the best movie of all time. <laughs> when I was in college and being like, all right. And watching it being like, huh. Yeah. Well, okay. that's when you knew. That's cool. We are not friends. Yeah. Because if this is the best movie of all time to you, I'm sorry. Dude, you got to check out this scene again. We know. I just saw it. I don't need <laughs> Did you see? I'm going to rewind it. Did you see the documentary? No. That's great. I didn't see the documentary, and I didn't see the sequel. No, I didn't see the sequel. All Saints Day. Yeah, no thank you. When I was coming back, I was like, whoever is going to see this, this is where a mass shooter needs to end up, because yeah. this, is, this is terrible. This is utterly terrible. Back to the incels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and and Keanu is doing a new Matrix movie. Yeah, they're bringing it back. As far as I know, I don't keep up like on the news, but I just see everything as it comes out. I don't watch trailers out. and all that, but I still see tons of movies. Yeah, I haven't seen a movie in forever. Uh, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite are my two 
two of the top that you may not have seen this year. I don't even know. Jojo Rabbit? Jojo Rabbit. I don't know what that is. Um, is this an How much do you film? like to know about movies? How much do I like to know? Yeah, because I can give you a general... You, you can give me all line. the spoilers. I will never see it. Well, probably. I'll tell you this. It's, you might like it. Um, it is from the perspective of a kid who's in the Hitler Youth. Okay. And his imaginary best friend is Hitler. It's funny so far. This is a comedy? A little bit in drama. Okay. But it gets some really good laughs in there. Uh, and you see it from... Scarlett Johansson's in it. Taika uh-huh. Waititi is the director and he plays Hitler. Uh, the kid, I think, was now... You know what? If, if, you're gonna, globe. if you're gonna direct a film, you want to be able to play Hitler in it. <laughs> That's an old. That's an old Hollywood. A chestnut tale that everybody knows. Yeah, the Spielberg, interestingly enough, plays Hitler in every one of his movies. It's just not right at the forefront of, uh, you know, people's knowledge. <laughs> so, so you're saying in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that was actually him under a bunch of prosthetics that, or something. That's Spielberg. And he then, finally said, "You know what? I'm going to take Hitler. Yep. Center stage. Yep. And uh, like in ET, he plays Hitler." And uh, and now, when was the last time you watched ET? Because I don't like that movie anymore. I I haven't seen it in twenty years, probably. I didn't much like it as a kid. I thought it was all right. It's no Mac in me. (laughs) Well, what is? Um, I I didn't I didn't like the ET commercial that people were the Reese's Pieces commercial. Yeah. Why? I I just who gives a fuck? So, your childish indifference was that strong. I was just like. What are we doing? I don't want to see Elliot as a man. You know, he's probably. Oh, you're talking about the new one. I thought you were talking about as a kid. No. That Reese's t- Pieces commercial. I was like, why would you even care as a kid going, no. look at these fucking clowns? No, uh, I'm talking about this new one that came out yeah, like a month I, ago. I don't care. I don't um, care. No, I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I imagine the child actors are all fucking terrible. I, I won't watch it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I've long since made up my mind on that. It's like, unfortunately, we're in the minority if you don't like it. Most people think it's one of his best. And This is like Goonies. You know, I remember thinking Goonies was cool as a kid. Oh, it still is. And it's I, still good. I watched it like maybe three years ago. I'm like, no, this is this is pretty awful. Uh, it's yeah. very 80s. I think you're, yeah, sure. There's like, you sure. know, there's a certain nostalgia where I'm like, okay, it's 80s. But I just can't get over how terrible some of the kids are. That fucking fat kid but is I knew, the worst. Like, you lost your soul. It died so long ago. They, yeah. I, it, this I, type of thing wouldn't resonate with you I, beyond I, a certain age. I don't know. I think it might have been dead by the time I saw Goonies the first time. Well, if you were potentially heckling, which you established you weren't, but now I secretly believe the Reese's Pieces commercial, mm-hmm. I think it's entirely possible. By the time Goonies came around a few years later, that thing was gone. By the time by the time Goonies came out originally, I was at least one rattlesnake. I hadn't earned the second rattlesnake badge yet, but I was at least Rick the Rattlesnake. Uh, it feels like uh, when there's the, you know, uh, what's your middle name again? I apologize. Alan. Okay, so when the, the Rick A. Ingram library, just mm-hmm. like the L. Ron Hubbard, yep. that is a quote of yours <laughs> that yeah. you could, it's affixed to the wall in some sort of copper. Gets a nice patina over time. Look, people are going to come to that library. <laughs> That's a fact. If I don't get the kind of following Hubbard got, by the way, do Scientologists celebrate Christmas? Is there any... We know this. They put up lights. They do, but I don't. I don't know that they celebrate. Maybe they have some sort of festival that just coincides. Same way Christianity did with paganism. Whoa, 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 whoa! First of all, 
Here we go. I've, I've history heard... lesson, guys. <laughs> Have you guys gotten history corner on the show before? Because it's it's always a doozy. I've heard anyway, Gare. I've heard this theory before about <laughs> pagans and about Christians changing it, the holiday to the winter solstice. Uh, by the way, not to interject, and I apologize, but I gave a junior version of uh, a certain individual we know that walked in a room where we were at, and just like did a, a, a Egyptians had electricity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to like okay. Yeah. Okay. A legend is who you're talking <laughs> about. Fucking 45 minutes of this. Hey, do you know that? Uh, well, I mean, you know? Well, you know, you know what I mean? You know? Um, <laughs> and then the other dude. I, yeah, I never noticed he said that until you guys pointed it out. <laughs> wow. Really? really? <laughs> it's a baffling it thing is. to not notice. Yeah. All these years. Um, I, I think, I, I, don't want, I don't know for sure, but I think that that guy might have finally figured out how the aliens were able to give the Mayans electricity without wires. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but it's been, a, it's been a minute. The last time I saw him, that was what he was discussing was how they were able to conduct electricity through the ground without wires. And that our technology pales in comparison to the technology yeah. of the ancient Aztecs, exactly. or the ancient Mayans, uh, whoever it was. Uh, it was what. It was he's saying like Machu Picchu area, so that yeah. would be Mayans, Aztecs are up in Mexico. I I don't want to know anybody who has real knowledge. I only want to know people who've Come gained on. knowledge. The from... Aztecs seem like something that you would uh, just love. No, no, no. I'm talking openly slaughtering. I'm talking about the, this dude. Oh, I, I don't want to know people anymore who have real knowledge from like studying. I want to only know people who have knowledge from television docu series that they watched on. Uh, sci-fi and or I don't what what's ancient aliens on history uh, channel? sadly on history channel yeah I've never that, seen it I've just seen the the meme of the dude yeah his hair keeps getting bigger and then I've seen the men in black and they keep flashing him it's a different season it gets bigger and bigger it's like okay yeah th- those are the people I really want to know now I think anyone, the memers anybody on top of their meme game people who have been educated via the world wide web are really the important people well an now. entire generation is coming up so you're doing the right thing to appeal to the masses on the next L- wave What do they have a name for their generation yet I, th- I think they're waiting for it I give it to them Rattlesnake. is this generation Z <laughs> I don't fucking know which it's it. I think uh, there was a shift in one of them they changed some of the years I don't have a slice fuck of I'm excited. Either way, the future is looking bright. You know? Yep. <laughs> good, good. I don't know exactly what you were <laughs> expecting of me in that moment. I feel as though I failed you, and I apologize, but there's a look of sincerity. 38 million people just turned off <laughs> don't worry, watch the that. live feed. <laughs> They're, They're, back. Right back. They're back. They're right back. They couldn't stay away. They could feel the siren song of two random uh, average-looking white guys sitting in a dark room talking. What do you think the odds are of the entire audience of Embrace the Hate tuning in for this episode? Well, Clay. Canadian Clay. Canadian Clay. Uh, I, I, I wonder if that dude's still alive. I have no idea. He was a DJ, wasn't he? I think he was a Canadian DJ. Maybe too much MDMA, and unfortunately, check. who knows? He. I think he checked in with you last. I haven't heard from him in a long time. I'm going to have to look into it. You would he, think he would have checked in you know, with you yeah, that's throughout this entire run. Yeah. Oh, well, apparently uh, the sickle and hammer are no more in his world. Perhaps he moved on. He found a greater... Calling. Unreal. We had the most popular podcast in the world for a solid 15-year run. I did enjoy our logo. I was happy with what I whipped up. Yeah. 
with uh, average Photoshop skills. It's like, this is enjoyable. It, it was literally just the Soviet Union symbol. Yes, we just co-opted. I had the name, the, Embrace the Hate. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. Uh, we only had a few other guests. That was, I think, uh, one of our bigger faults. Uh, but, I don't know. I don't well, know. I think, it, it, you know, to put that much effort into uh, a podcast that probably peaked at about 32 downloads total. Do you want to separate, start like a separate Patreon and we can just put out those old? I think I've got them on an old hard drive. Dude, this is perfect. And just once a week, if you want to get on the Embrace the Hate train, it's like five bucks a month and you can get four shows. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to be pretty rich once <laughs> well, this hits. Thanks, thankfully, the 38 million came back, which takes us to 40 yep. uh, overall. And actually, that's just one half of When we just started discussing demo. our old podcast, we got an extra 23 million. I was <laughs> clued in from the booth. I believe I asked this last time, but do you do you ever check in with your Chinese fans? <laughs> uh, listen, uh, after that guy got canceled from SNL, I just stopped talking to all of my uh, Asian listeners because I knew that some white person, some fucking liberal, was going to try and take it out of context. And they don't know. You know, they don't understand the bingai. They don't know what that means. <laughs> I think the, for the nice thing, the true Mandarin inflection, you have to make that kind of lower jaw structure yep. to sell it so they know yep. it's authentic. They're a boa constrictor people. <laughs> Oh, is that what year this is? It's the year of the boa constrictor? Year of the boa. Son of a bitch. Yep. I thought it was a monkey year, but I was uh, incorrect. I stand corrected this Pretty time. racist, Jay Leno. Keep it to yourself. I don't understand how you combine the two, but congratulations to you. Jay Leno is getting in trouble. Well, he's not in trouble because he's Jay Leno, but... For? That, the big, big entertainment controversy over the last couple of weeks was... Um, uh, America's Got Talent. Is that... I think Gabrielle Union was a judge on America's Got Talent. Sure. And they fired her. And um, part of the deal was that she was mad at one point because they had Jay Leno as a guest. And he made some comment while pointing to like an Asian dance team, a picture of an Asian dance team or something. Okay. About how they Behind eat, the scenes somewhere? Yeah. About how they eat dogs. And... Um, I don't know if she reported it or I, what. I don't. I don't honestly know what the context was. I just know she got fired, said they were racist, and then brought up that Jay Leno made a racist joke about Asian people eating dogs, which they do sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I, I would imagine that is, you know, irregardless of culture, if a famine hits you hard enough, yeah, dogs on the menu. And uh, but yeah, so like I just saw a headline yesterday on on I think NBC News was. Or must have been CNN because it was about NBC, about Asian American community demanding Jay Leno part ways or NBC part ways with Jay Leno. I'm just like, who gives a fuck about Jay Leno? I don't, is he still working? I, I, I because he has a name and everything now is a 24 hour news cycle, whether it's celebrity or sports or yeah, it's they got to come out with anything they can get their hands on so it becomes something because there's it's so absurd. Like we're we're trying to cancel Jay Leno. I mean, who gives a fuck? Isn't I don't know he canceled? why. Isn't he canceled? Yeah, yeah. He's got his his he's garage got a show. show. Yeah. Hey, show up and you get to see my Model T that runs on gin. And you're like, hey, that's okay. Classic. If that's what you're into. Yeah. Never spend any of the Tonight Show money. Congratulations. Yeah. Genius. It's, I, they don't have kids, so what do you do with all that money? I I thought it was funny. They They wanted to interview Jay Leno for the 
um, comedy store documentary series. It's coming out on Showtime, I think. Okay. And um, so he finally agreed to come in and be interviewed. And the comedy store, for whatever reason, really wanted him to feel like he's welcome here, like he's, Jay Leno's going to come back and bless everyone with his presence. Sure. So they hung up a big picture of him in the hallway. Uh-huh. Just moved all the pictures down to where it's like now they're kind of awkwardly spaced. Okay. And there's just a Jay Leno picture up there. And then they hung up like six of his headshots around the headshot area where you're like, why are there six of them? Yeah. And it's like clearly some of them are clearly just printed off the internet <laughs> where you're just like, this is what we did? Why are there so many <laughs> Jay Leno? Well, we wanted him to feel at home. Like, what it, the fuck are you guys doing? It almost feels like it's some sort of satire. You know, you're making a. If that was the case, I would have loved it. Sure, but it it, like this is like if every other headshot was his, <laughs> that, that well, would have been it. brilliant. Uh, I've seen it online, but you know, I did it with one of my roommates, where me and uh, three other dudes, we had a place that had five bedrooms. Like this, uh, doesn't matter. And he left, so we printed off as many weird porn pictures as we could and just cut them into small pieces and affixed them everywhere all over his life. So he's finding them three months later on how often do you go through a stack of post-it notes and yeah. it's just on the bottom of it and there's an onion coming out of a woman's you know, orifice. I can't remember which one it was. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. Whatever. But it fit perfectly on the bottom of that. I was like, well, that's where this goes. And we just put like a hundred of them up there. But yeah, if you did that, you just snuck little Jay Leno's everywhere. And, you know, this is great. It's nice to see I'm still represented around here. <laughs> Perfect Jay Leno impression. <laughs> One of the best. You don't bring the uh, arm waggle? Uh, <laughs> the Arsenio? Yeah, well, welcome to the Tonight Show, everybody. It's the show that's tonight. <laughs> it's, it's changed a little bit since last I saw it. I like it. It's progressed. Yeah. Well, you know, they're always a work in progress. That's the thing with a lot of my characters. That's Evolution, a, you know? You definitely see him on the the forefront and cusp of so many different you know fingers on all the pulses of society <laughs> well that's the truth I, I i feel like now that jay is being accused of racism i think it's the perfect time to bring him back into the fold here you know get well get on the committee that uh, makes those decisions well you know really i'll talk to this. some people I'll, I'll you know i'll do what i can uh perfect maybe see if we can't get billy crystal back in here you know, I enjoy a good song and dance comedy number. Those are the two you're going back for? D Crystal and Leno. Sure. The Kings. Sure. Well, the Kings of Kings, you know? The upper echelon. There's a little mini Mount Rushmore on top of Rushmore, and they made that. <laughs> See, I didn't, that's history I didn't know until now. It's up in the curls in George Washington's hair, so they kind of hide it up there. And you can't see it from below. You really got to be in the know. That's uh, actually what's going to be National Treasure 3 is somebody steals Mount Rushmore, ends up being the true one. Wow. Thank you. Damn, you do have the inside scoop <laughs> yeah. of movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Norm MacDonald was up here like maybe like a month ago or something, and uh, he went up on like a Sunday, and then uh, it was cool. He, he actually brought me up, and uh, so I talked to him for like five minutes beforehand with Adam, and then you could tell he completely forgot what my name was. And so he's like, oh, man, this next guy, real son of a bitch, you know, just yeah. a real bastard, this guy, you know, not likable at all. It was like this long extended <laughs> introduction. I was like, all right, I'm into this. Give it up for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Fair enough. Well, he got the hard consonant R to yeah, start. He knew that he knew the R. And then. Uh, <laughs> just, but just the stalling it was like two minutes of just 
calling me a piece of shit about. Uh, uh, but the best part is at least he's self-aware that he's not walking off going nailed it. Yeah, like yeah. I got away with that. Yeah, and then uh, and then he he stuck around. And he watched my set. And he was like, "Hey, you're offensive, you know." But like, you know, they don't even care. They like you, despite the fact that you're truly a terrible person. I'm like, "Thank you." See, he's speaking your language. Yeah. Um, but he was. We're talking in the parking lot afterwards, and he's talking about how Jay Leno refuses to record a comedy special because he doesn't want to ever give up his best material. And so his argument, he's like, you know, Jay's argument's like, well, you, you know, you know, my best stuff is always going to be better than your new stuff. I'm like, the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Just someone holding on, like, you know, well, you know what? My hour's going to be better. And it, again, not yeah. that I thought I was going to be doing this today, but in his defense, if he puts it out there, then all those corporate gigs where he makes all his money outside of the Tonight Show that gave him the fucking lifestyle to yeah. buy an airplane hangar full of vintage cars. Yeah, I don't know if I would fuck with that either. Yeah, if you're content to do like I've got two hours and I cherry pick my favorite bits and I just do something from those two hours, right? An hour at a time. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to fault a guy for be like I made twenty million dollars last year, whatever the case is. And what's the point of? Doing a comedy special if you're Jay Leno, he's got so much money. Well, yeah, what is it going to benefit you other than your own legacy or you know, for right. posterity's sake? Yeah, maybe you do it at the tail end, and like you know you're dying. You know what? I better record these. <laughs> he's going to carry that same energy to the day he dies. That's like it. just this old. Now I'm picturing like Don Rickles sized this husk of a former man just in there. Fucking Rickles. I saw him right before he passed. In so, Vegas? No. He was playing out here, and Catherine got it for me as a gift because she is one of the few. Him and Regan are the only two I've ever paid for. Okay. Outside of before I started, I went to a couple random shows, and I saw Chappelle yeah. way back when. Well, well, yeah. You're, you know, you're making good choices, at least. Yeah. I mean, it, it was two locals, but Chappelle, I think Chappelle might have been my first show. Um, And then, yeah, two more. But after that, it's like I, I've seen... More so jokes. How terrible was Rickles? It was. He did have one line that seemed genuinely made up on the mo in the moment, yeah. Because he was so taken with it, and you could tell the spontaneity. You could feel the energy of that specific line, right? And the rest of it was like I knew when he brings the guys on to do the Asian racist uh, ha, da, 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 da. classic, yeah, oldie but a goodie, all the stuff, and like, oh, sir, is that your wife? Ooh. Uh, so good. The tried and trues, right? It was. Nice to see, I guess. It's like watching an old band play all their best tunes. Yeah, you're just like, all right. Sure, and I could say that I saw him, but I would love, even five years before, he was still walking around and trying to interact, from what I've heard. I did a uh, I did a gig out in Palm Springs a couple of years ago. It was maybe two or three months after he passed, mm -hmm. and uh, someone, I had to do morning radio, bullshit out in Palm Springs. I have you do like, I'm not joking. I probably had to do 20 radio stations over like four hours. Jesus. They just have a guy driving you around. And then like out of the three shows I did that weekend, the best show had like maybe 20 people at it. <laughs> and it's like a it's a seasonal comedy club that's literally just in conference room B at a, the Indian Springs casino or something quality so, yeah so it's like the stage is like milk crates with a carpet on it 
and <laughs> there's just people sitting at like normal tables. There's no lighting other than just like the lights of the room. Uh, how much of an elevation do you get with the milk crate catastrophe here? You're maybe a foot above the floor. It's still better than nothing. I hate showing up to those and you're just on the same same level. It's the worst. Yeah, I mean, and everything about this was terrible. And uh, you know, they were paying me a couple grand, so I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And then. They kept trying to tell me, you know, it's been pretty good this year and stuff, and it was just awful. And so, like, the first night I'm up against... Uh, <laughs> this is going to be good. God, man. who was it? Well, you do have... Coachella's not too far. Yeah. You do have some bigger live music things coming through. So who are you up against? Because it's not so outrageous that there could be something out that way. No, it's... Um, There's a couple of big casinos. It was all... And this is a... This is, like, a probably a 12 or 13-story casino. Mm -hmm. It's one of the big ones out there. It's... The last big casino before Coachella, yeah. So it's like right there. And um, the first night I was up against, uh, God, who, uh, Kenny Loggins. Perfect, Kenny Loggins. I'm was, surprised you didn't cancel and just go over and I, see I, a little dude, Loggins. I should have because the highway to the danger zone. Dude, that night there was probably twelve people at the show, and so I'm just like, I go, man, you guys think. Everyone went to to Loggins, and one of the guys in the crowd goes, Kenny Loggins is playing? <laughs> I was like, damn it. Is Messina there? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the second night was uh, all the members of Credence, uh, except, oh, for, except for what, whatever the Fogarty. Okay. So they have a different singer now, but it's whoever's yeah. surviving. I think they call it Credence Clearwater Revisited or something. Eh, that's not bad. And uh, so they have someone else singing, but it, there's like three original members, whatever the shit is. Uh, Creedence Clearwater rebuttal. And it should have been. <laughs> kind of like that. There was... it. Conference room B is so close to the large theater where the bands play. I feel like we're in court, so conference room B. <laughs> Exhibit A is conference room B. Dude, during, during CCR, I'm like waiting to go up and they had this uh i can't remember the girl's name who was featuring um really nice black girl i can't remember what her name was but there was some like very silent pauses throughout her her woke comedy mm -hmm. and this is just not a crowd to be doing like woke preachy comedy to oh so, yeah so there's just a lot of silence it's very trump country out there and uh Without a doubt. And at one point, you can literally just hear the bass from the concert next door going on. I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. <laughs> when I when I walk down to go to the show, and again, there's no other entrance. There's literally just the, the like, I have to walk in the same doors as everybody else. There's no green room. They just set up a table next to the stage. So, like, if you want to sit at the comics table, you're just sitting front row. Yeah. At the show. Um. But I came downstairs and there was like this huge line leading up to the to the doors. I'm like, fuck, there's some people here. And then I realized that that's just the line to go to see CCR uh, okay. through the upstairs balcony. Going, section. yeah, past so, yeah, the front of yours. Yeah, they just walked past and there was like three people actually in line to go to the show. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've ever had anything that cartoonish. Oh, Look was, at all these people. Uh, Nobody's uh, coming here. here. I think the worst... One of the worst, uh, I won't say who it was because generous enough to take me with and went and did this big casino out on the East Coast and like flew in and it was 45 minutes away. So they sent a limo for me 
and gave me a great room and paid me a ridiculous amount of money. We show up and we walk in. It's this gorgeous theater and like 11 people showed up and they sat them kind of close, but they're all spread out. Yeah. And I mean, I was like three years into comedy at that point, so I'm not good. Yeah. I'm better than shit, but I'm not good. Yeah. But I had a couple bits that I knew would work no matter what. And the, I mean, I told one that I was kind of on the fence about. It was newish, but I had, you know, feeling it was going to yeah. be good. I got Nelson to buy a dude. He went, ha ha, and then just slapped the stage because there were so few people that you could do kind of whatever you wanted. Yeah. Then I had to close out my final 10 and then. What I think I did 25 to 28. I was supposed to do 30. It was just. Yeah, you're like, what's the point? Oh, keep going. Well, it's a casino, so it's you got to do yeah, a minimum guess. amount of time. Otherwise, you could be in breach. Right. And then the guy that went after me, uh, I assume he did better, but I think it was a it was a rough L for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just take it, the loss yeah. and get out of it. But that. after the buildup, the yeah. limo picks me up. Uh, yeah. You're like, this is a sweet gig. Dude, I, I was dating a girl in D.C. and it paid for me to fly in there first and then fly there, fly back. And I yeah. had the limo and I was like, this is yeah, she's pretty gonna, fantastic. She's baller, exactly. Oh, I'm leaving here to go do a casino. They're sending a limo for me, whatever, and you show up in this immaculate theater, and then 11 fucking people. I counted them from stage as I'm doing jokes that are going, yeah. dying, just yeah. dying. Yeah, you got time to count. <laughs> you got time to do a lot of things. Assess where you're at in life. I, I had uh, Gordon from La Jolla. Sure, Downs? Yeah, Gordon Downs fucking was opening the show. Okay. And so At this gig? At this gig in Palm Springs, and he's just like, so this sucks, huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. But you do it, you know, whatever you got to do. Well, anyway, the story I was telling about Don Rickles was, oh, uh, we, I'm like at the 15th radio thing okay. that's going on in the morning, and uh, the the DJ's like, uh, so I did some internet research on you, and uh, two things. One, um, it says here you open for uh, Andrew Dice Clay. I'm like, yep. He's like, one of the meanest human beings ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, actually, he was always a really good dude to me. Yeah. Well, let me tell you my experience. Uh, I saw him at a gym in New Jersey, <laughs> and I approached him, and you know, I, I just said, hey, I do radio, and I uh, would love to have you on the show. And he l- literally just turned his back to me. You know, what? just not a friendly person. I'm like, you know, why, why would he want to talk to exactly. a what did you expect at a gym? At a gym. He's there. This isn't work. And you're turning into work, yeah. And you think you have some great opportunity, but to him, this is a waste. Yeah. This is a waste of my time. Guy. I, I go, what, what year was it? He was like, it was probably like '98. I'm like, what, what? Why would he want to talk to you? I don't. I just go, yeah. I don't, he's always been really cool to me. Like, well, that's hard to believe. Uh, but another thing I see here <laughs> is someone has described you as kind of a new Don Rickles. Uh, did you ever work with Don? I'm like, no. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> who works with Don? He yeah. doesn't have an opener. He's got his band. Yeah, I got I, no. I, I didn't. What makes you like him? I go. Oh, well, I mean, I I didn't say I'm like Don Rickles. Yeah, what well, else did? Well, I saw that uh, was written in in a bio for you on something. I go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Dude. I insult people in the crowd, so that's probably it. Oh. Well, we got the new Don Rickles here over at the Indian Springs Casino this week. I'm like, <laughs> so that's what we're pitching now. Is I. <laughs> I told you I'm not. He found you a new hook. Look, build bridges here. Get him to give you that audio clip of somebody billing you as that. Facilitate the dice coming on because now you can tell him this amazing experience of this is what the interview is like. You're going to love it. Yeah. You're going to love it. Dice, it it is worth it. (laughs) I I know you. He... Uh, 
he asked me, uh, this is something I think you're really going to enjoy, Dice. He asked me how uh, my comedy is, is received by the gay community, which I think is an important question to ask on morning radio. Well, Palm Springs. Yeah. I, I see. I, I wasn't aware that they had a large gay community. That's all I know. But That's what I associated for that and like old retirees. Yeah. It's, it, a lot of old whites. I noted, and uh, and then so uh, none of the gays came to my show. So, you know, apparently I don't need to be concerned about how I'm received by that community. They were not interested. Maybe you should make a greater outreach. Perhaps this is a teachable moment, you know? Yep. You can just write your own free Aesop a- fable. Free AIDS if you come to my show. I, I'm pretty sure they're good to go on that front. Well, you never know. Maybe I could get a new strain. <laughs> You know a guy, do you? I keep it fresh. <laughs> I told you earlier, the rattlesnake's always evolving. Oh, dude. Great little slogan for the polo shirts that you have <laughs> made for this business. Keep it fresh. I imagine Subway's got some sort of trademark there. It's like new Coke, new AIDS. <laughs> oh, you, you got AIDS classic? Change the formula. This is the better. <laughs> you got AIDS classic? One of my favorite diseases. And the nice thing is then you could roll out the Mexican version after that. Ooh. That's like a... The Mexican Coke, you ever had that? That's the sugar? Yeah, the real cane sugar. Before that, I think they do that now in like certain places. You can get from Coke you can just up buy here. Coke, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've never had it. The Mexican Coke thing wasn't really a phenomenon until post-diabetes, so... Uh, I tried them, and they were like, okay. Yeah, it just probably tastes like... I kind of moved on from drinking soda at that point. I didn't care. I remember having uh, Mountain Dew made with real sugar before I got diagnosed with diabetes... Was that good? It just, it honestly just tasted like too sweet Mountain Dew. Not that Mountain Dew's not too sweet anyway. Yeah, but, but the artificial nature of it is what that really works. It yeah, and it it was weird. It just kind of left like a strange aftertaste, like more more strange than normal Mountain Dew aftertaste. I remember when, basically, you're like, uh, I got we were hanging out one time and I got some Diet Dew and they're like, oh, you literally, they changed the formula. It's gotten really good. <laughs> and I tried it and I was like, because I hated Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's it the was worst terrible. of the diets. It, it was really terrible. And they added more OJ or whatever the case of concentrate. Yeah. And you're like, guys. It, it's better. You kind of did this. <laughs> but it's, one, it's the only soda where I can't have it too late because I'll have too much yeah. and all that extra caffeine. As much as I still, I drink two, three cups of coffee a day and whatnot, but yeah. it's so delicious that I could easily pile it in at eight nine o'clock. Yeah, like, well, I just had the equivalent of three cups of coffee. Yeah, I still drink. I still drink coffee until about nine thirty at night. I stop by six to six thirty. Yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't matter. I can just go to sleep at any time, really. I can. I'm up till two, regardless. Yeah. Uh, so 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 long as I'm actually in bed by two, I'm like okay, I'm good, and I'll wake up at nine thirty to ten. If I don't have a spot, I'm usually in bed by twelve thirty. Okay. But I, I get up every day at by six, so it's just I can finally sleep. Okay. Like before, I was always up till two or three, but now that I have a kid that gets up, I'm just screwed. Well, at least it got you on life somewhat is of a, a normal miserable schedule. existence. I'd like to. I want to get up a little bit earlier. I wake up no matter what. If I go to bed at four, I wake up at nine thirty ten. If I go to bed at noon or midnight, I wake up at nine thirty ten. Yeah, it's just kind of where my body. So I've shifted the clock. It used to be noon, noon to one. Adult and bro. Ah. Uh, Adult and bro is actually early Gary's second album. 
You know what? I think from the title, it wasn't as big a hit. It was a sophomore wasn't. slump. <laughs> Things got bad. It didn't pick back up until the fourth album. Which was? They just called it the fourth album. Good for them. Yeah, but it was it was actually the, the fifth album. <laughs> they just didn't consi- consider the second album an album after how poorly it did on the yeah. markets. On some level at times, you're like a one-man improv team. <laughs> you just I just yes and you myself. yes and in my own. You know what I'm going to add to that. <laughs> but the fourth was the fifth, because on the fifth, the fifth had to do with Nam. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. But the one man improv team was their seventh album. <laughs> Ironically, that's when they added more members of the band. That's not to be confused with Dan Madonia's uh, nickname, the one man double team. But tell you, I see him. I see him fairly often. You still play basketball with the yeah. comedy store people? I still play basketball every Saturday. Crazy. It's starting to get to the point, though. So I had a bad skiing accident on my hip like eight years ago. Okay. You have, a, in essence, the same thing, a rotator cuff in your hip. Okay. So I tore mine, partially tore it, and it never really healed correctly. Yeah. So now I have pain in my hip, and I'll have to have a hip replacement at, more than likely at some point. But playing basketball. <laughs> the fucking Bo Jackson of comedy. <laughs> yeah. I got off the circulation. I'm yeah. not the uh, you know specimen I once was. Yeah. You can't jump out of pools like you used to. I forgot that was one of his. I just love the adage, the whatever the story, that he never lifted a weight. That was just natural. <laughs> I believed it as a kid. I was like, Bo, I mean, Bo Jackson doesn't have to lift weights. Yeah. That's, that's, he's, he's just, just a that specimen cut. of human. It, it just He's different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good lore. I worked on a kid, so yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I was telling John Little recently. He asked me how much I've been working out. I said I'm up to 40 sit-ups lifetime, and he seemed pretty impressed by that. He, lifetime? What does that mean? I think that means I've done 40 sit-ups in my lifetime. Whew. It's not too many. Like, no, I, I know it's not too many, man. Was he saying he put up monster numbers at some point? I can't see Little ever being a gym rat of any kind. Uh, I think he was just drunk on scotch, and he was trying to fat shame me. Oh, I think I saw shame you, uh, post yeah. about that. Because then the next day, he started texting me about how he felt bad about fat shaming me. I'm like, I, dude, I, I wasn't offended in the slightest. And he was like, it's just you used to be really skinny. I'm like, well, yeah, but my body was dying. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, unchecked diabetes. my body was killing itself <laughs> because of a, an imbalance and uh i i got it I'm, i weigh more than i did then because my body produces nutrients into energy yeah, now yeah. so you can absorb it and <laughs> rightly use it and it's in proper function he's like all right i just want to make sure we're cool I'm like, yeah i don't care man oh man. he wasn't he was in peak condition though he was like spielberg as hitler in every movie he's ever made well you know John is John. Hidden gems. <laughs> John, John's one of my favorites. But sometimes you never know exactly what you're going to get with him. No. And that's the fun of him. It really is. <laughs> it really is. He'll, I'll see him. He'll say something or post something every once in a while and be like, okay, that's a new, I haven't heard this one before. All yeah. right, good for you. Yeah. A little hate directed at uh, some random anomaly. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a specimen that someday when we find out that he's murdered 30 40 people we're all gonna be like yeah all right well the fact that his brother was a pilot and he'd get free free tickets to anywhere in the u.s it's always the safest way to get away with murder (laughs) well then it's like murder inc that worked for the mob yeah an unassociated group of hitmen they were just calling for jobs they lived you know they didn't live in the same city yeah they just farm out the work i'd kill for that job (laughs) it's a pun um do you have anything you want to promote uh no but i 
solid conclusion. Yeah. I like that. They, I told you I'm all about crescendos. And so. Well, with that beautiful crazy gear opening <laughs> to this, you would think crazy would land this Welcome bird to the world famous comedy store. This is Crazy Gary. Where can people find you, Don Rickles? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to be opening for Rickles? Is that right? At the Indian Springs Casino out in Coachella, California. Uh, all okay. gay cruise line through the desert. Wait, gay cruise through the desert? You don't want to know. <laughs> Trust me, I do. Um, yeah. It's just a little paddle boat on one of those artificial lakes on the golf course. Uh, totally condo worth it. things. Totally worth it. Um, uh, they can catch you, Matt Bragg. Uh, We're putting a tour together. <laughs> uh, gay Don Rickles. A lot of people don't realize <laughs> that there is. Uh, I, that's got to be a character <laughs> of yours. <laughs> gay Rickles? Where'd you get that face? Where my penis goes in it? <laughs> It's pretty. I'm working on it to work it, process. Okay. I was expecting more like along the lines of uh, you capture the essence of the man through his words. Nope. In that the same inflection tone yeah. to sell me on. No. You took it in a new direction. That's, yeah. That's the thing is, uh, if this thing's going to ever work on SNL, it has to be more original than that. <laughs> that I, I apologize. I should have known that was the blueprint. <laughs> Obviously, there are specific steps ingrained that everybody watching or listening. All fifty-six million. Uh, viewers right now know about that. That number's gone up a decent amount. I, to- I-, I told you earlier, we really brought the numbers up halfway through the show. I can't remember what the well, Especially was when now. Simone showed. It but, came in like a ball, like Tasmanian devil, and was out just as quick. Pure energy. Brought the heat. Um, shows, anything coming up? Would you say your show's for uh, England, look- Houston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of crossover listeners. H- sure. So. Houston, February 29th. We're doing two shows at the House of Blues. Uh, if you want tickets, go to uh, houseofblues.com forward slash Houston. Or if you're in London and you saw this and you really want to come see uh, me talk about somebody else's fucking movie as I uh, crack stupid jokes, uh, kingsplace.co.uk. We're doing Hall 1. Pick up tickets May 2nd, 8 o'clock, 30 pounds. 30 pounds. Uh, 30 pounds. What's that in American real money? It's 1.3 to our 1. So multiply by 1. So add 33%. <sighs> I ain't doing that. I ain't adding it. Look, I ain't too proud to beg if we're going to. Um, if you want to see me, you can catch me. Um, pro- well, this is it. This is going to be it. This is the last time they're going to be able to see me, most likely. Until next month, whenever you decide to. It's been a month since you've done this? We we, we recorded a bunch of them. Eleanor's been out, oh, of, town out of town since okay. Thanksgiving, so we recorded a few early. And then she was like, hey, we we don't have enough. And I'm like, yeah, oh, well. And she's like, we really need to put it out. Can you do it? And I said, um, maybe I can do it. And then she said, all right, well, I'm going to contact some people. And I said, uh, if you make it someone shitty, I'm not showing up. <laughs> well, so it's good to know that I cleared that hurdle and the hurdle of our friendship all these years. Yeah. But I thoroughly uh, appreciate that. Look, there is, there is about five people worldwide that she could have told me was going to be here to be interview and I would have showed up. Otherwise, I would have been like, well, the people don't need it. Interview is a strong word. If you want to talk basketball, you can come on a basketball show, but I can't imagine that's something that interests you for a full hour to hour 10. Dude, I could talk basketball probably for a dozen years at a time. So you let me know. If you need anyone covering... You want to come on? Wednesdays, uh, you just got to make it to Burbank. That's the problem. What time? One forty-five. <sighs> I could probably get in earlier on a specific day if you really wanted to come down and talk hoops. We'll have to figure it out. Okay. That, that's right when I have to pick up my daughter from preschool, so... Well, but she, she knows basketball. And so. 
part of learning is learning how to get home by yourself at some point. Amen. There's a survivalistic aspect to it. You have the parenting skills of a 1980s parent, and I appreciate that. Thank uh, you. I made a joke on stage recently about um, how my daughter was misbehaving so badly that I wish I had a time machine so I could take her back to 1986 and really teach her a lesson, uh, preferably in a mall parking lot in front of other parents. And uh, someone came up to me after the show and told me they did not think child abuse was funny. And I said, no, the funny part was the time machine. <laughs> and they didn't seem to catch on because people don't get humor. Uh, well, I like that you're running bits, you know? I realize you don't really have bits, but you're running bits. This is good. I just got to get my shtick in because I need people to come see me at Indian Springs Casino live. Uh, uh, if you have a time Exhibition machine. room uh, B. <laughs> That's, that is uh, storage room B. Uh, I'll be in there. With, I'll be in steerage. <laughs> I'll be with the uh, extra luggage from the CCR concert. Exactly. All the Irish trying to hitch a ride over on the Titanic. It's me and them uh, coming at you live. Follow, look, look for me online at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. You can find anything there if you really want to search me out. Uh, please. All right, and uh, and keep your ears open for those uh, embrace the hate. Uh, if you want to get the Patreon, drops because patreon.com forward slash embrace the hate. It, we'll just have this up next week. Two to three thousand dollars buy in, and you can listen to one episode a year. So you're saying you want to go Wu Tang? You only make one pressing. That's exactly right. And the highest the old, Shrekle or whatever the hell his name was. Yep, pharmaceutical uh, douche. The guy that just looked like the embodiment <laughs> the douche. of douche. Yeah. It's amazing somehow his personality. Do you, do you think? The, the personality was just independent of, or the fact that he had to stare at that for so long, he became. He built. He built into what it's he a callous. was. Yeah, he, he saw himself in the mirror. He's like, right, dude. All right, let's be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That's that's the opposite for me. I looked in the mirror. I go, I'm a good person, and that you know I've just been doing it since. Is that your confessional? Yep. <laughs> you just walk up to the mirror and be like, "We're square, right? <laughs> Perfect." And you just walk away. Uh, Brett, do you have anything we need to promote? I can't hear him. Here we go. Here oh, we go. yeah. I, uh, I do not. But I think maybe our friend Josh O'Brien, who's sitting here, is he, uh, might have something does he have some things that he, he would to love promote? to promote. Would you like to promote anything, Josh O'Brien? Sure. By the way, I would just like to say before we get to that, I think that, uh, that uh, yeah, you looking uh, into the mirror and uh, just deciding you're a good person yeah. is called Ingraming. That it, and, uh, Ingraming it, is, yeah, that's, that is the correct term. That, that, that is the smurfy it. term of human life because Ingraming means so many things. So many things. It's an onion with untold layers uh, and facets that you never really thought possible. So true. So true. <laughs> I just got done Ingraming. That's the kind of praise that you enjoy. <laughs> uh, December uh, 20th, I got Drew Carey coming on the podcast here for Civilianization, the military podcast. Fucking Drew Fucking Carey. Drew Carey. Marine Corps. Speaking hurrah. of improv. So, yeah, man. Just I want to go back to Ingraming. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, write, review, let us know what you thought of the first episode without Eleanor in a long time. Uh, I feel like uh, while Eleanor brings a lot to the table, sometimes it's nice to just get uh, an all-male review, you know? Well, especially when you put it like that. But I'd like to see the <laughs> notes on what you guys thought of Gary's debut. <laughs> That's right. This is crazy <laughs> Gary. <laughs> early Gary? <laughs> well, early Gary is later, ironically. <laughs> Strangely enough. Uh, yeah. But it's a reference to before anyway. Yes. Yeah, so complex. Go back. You guys heard it. Yeah. Go on MySpace. Check out uh, early Gary's newest album. And... Uh, 
Thanks for listening. I think there's a possibility that Eleanor could be replaced by Crazy Gary. I think it could be Rick Ingram and Crazy Gary present the Comedy Store podcast. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it might not happen, but we shouldn't just discount it. Some people have been requesting it. And, you know, I know they're mostly That's misogynists. Amazing. They reached through space and time <laughs> yeah. to make that request. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of misogynists out there. And, I, you know, I had to tell them I don't think uh, Crazy Gary's going to do it because he's got bigger wow. things going on. Yeah, but that, that's like a, uh, the old uh, uh, Roman emperor type of thing where they would that you need to do this. And they would say, no, no, there's got to be someone better than me. And they come at you a second time. And then on the third wave, you're like, I'll do it under these conditions. Right. And then you get exactly what you want. And then you set the standard dictatorship that you're so striving for. <sighs> Fucking crazy, Gary. There's another Ingraming. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.